Cause we got the alternative energy Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Little bit of gold shining in the murky water Glistening diamonds on random street corners Treasure chest of hope waiting to be discovered Uncover, undercover, below the radar Big brother, when we start picking on each other Tell the world that we love her Tell the world, tell the world. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show. I'm Michaela and on today's program we'll hear from three fantastic community organisers about the work of demilitarisation, countering extractivism and building for peace, justice and the elimination of weapons of mass destruction. First up, Zelda Grimshaw will bring us report backs from recent actions at Defence Minister Richard Miles' office and Tales Australia's headquarters and an invitation to join the upcoming action at Tales in Bendigo on December the 5th. Marisol Salinas will fill us in on the Latin American Solidarity Network's upcoming conference, Multinationals Out, from 8th to 10th of December. And Jem Rommel, Director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons Australia, will set the scene for the next chapter in the United Nations Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Under the banner of Earth Care Not Warfare, Wage Peace have been engaging in non-harmful acts of resistance to the weapons trade, which is currently profiting from the siege on Gaza, alongside countless other conflicts around the world. In response to the destruction currently being wrought on Palestinian people, they have been organising with other grassroots groups to draw attention to the corporate actors who benefit from genocide. Well, thank you so much, Zelda, for joining us on the Radioactive Show. There's been a lot of anti-military activity going on in Melbourne at this time and I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about some of those actions that you've been involved with? Yeah, for sure, I'd love to. So, of course, everyone is appalled and horrified at the bombardment of Gaza that's going on. At the same time, it's been really uplifting seeing the rising in solidarity that's happening all over the world, including here where we live, in Victoria, in Nam, and in peace activism, in people calling for a ceasefire. And there's been this sudden interest in the weapons companies who is exploiting Israel, who's making coin out of this genocide. So, yeah, Wage Peace has been really, you know, well positioned to support this uprising of solidarity. So, you know, it's been really great for us to have skills and knowledge that, that are useful in this time. And uh, so, yeah, a few weeks ago, um, I was very lucky to be invited to work with a group of young anti-Zionist Jewish people uh, who wanted to do a sit-in in Richard Miles' office. Uh, so Richard Miles is the Minister of Defence, he's also the Deputy PM, and uh, we arrived at his office at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, walked in, locked onto some ladders and some trolleys in the, in the foyer, in the, in the doorway to his office, and 50 people came. So we're used to doing these kinds of office sit in 10 people. So it was just amazing to be there with 50. And the leadership of the um, anti-Zionist Jewish P 
people was wonderful. Um, they brought a lot of unique songs. So there was a lot of singing at that action, and they had the forethought to print out the lyrics so that everybody could join in. And um, something that I encourage people to do when you're in a kind of blockade or a, a sit-in situation is actually sit down. Um, it's, you know, it's a really old tactic in the non-violence playbook, but it's one people seem to have forgotten to use. And it's really good to... Well, it makes it more relaxing for you. It makes it harder to move you. Like a security guard just can't kind of push you out if you're sitting on the ground. They would have to grab hold of you and you're not allowed to do that. And it's also... I don't know, there's, some, there's something of a statement in this thing. It's like, you know, a sort of we should not be moved statement of the body. And so once everyone had sat down in Martha's office and we were singing... It was actually really beautiful. It was a really beautiful sound. Uh, everyone felt, I think, very connected, and people really commented on that afterwards, how sort of there was almost a sense of togetherness that we had. And we stayed there for five hours, Michaela. The police mm. didn't know what to do. I mean, it's a big operation to arrest 50 people. They weren't prepared for that. They didn't want to do that. So I was very surprised. We lasted five hours in the office and eventually they brought in the P.O.R.T., the riot squad, um, to move us and gave us move-on orders and, you know, if you don't move now, you will be arrested and we did leave the space. But, yeah, we, were, we occupied Richard Miles' office for five hours saying, Richard, what's in these 52 defence exports to Israel that you've signed off on this year? Uh, we want you to stop exporting weapons to Israel. We want to know what you've already exported. Like Australia has no transparency around weapons exports. There's no way of knowing what's been sold, for how much money, what the end use is. And I mean, Australian law actually says that we can't export weapons to countries where there are known human rights violations occurring. But it doesn't seem to have ever been applied. I mean, we export to Indonesia and we export to... Israel, so you know, Palestine and West Papua are definitely places where we know that human rights violations by the military do occur. So, yeah, Australia's just not, not even trying to apply its own laws towards its exports. And at the moment, there is no legislation that requires any kind of transparency about our exports. So everything Richard Miles and the um, Defence Export Office in collaboration with the weapons corporations, do is completely behind closed doors, undercover, underhanded. Um, the weapons industry is the most corrupt industry in the world. Like it accounts for forty percent of global corruption, of corporate production, even though it only accounts for one percent of global trade. So it's hugely, hugely corrupt, and we can be pretty sure that that kind of corruption is happening in Australia as well. I mean, why wouldn't it be? So while we were in Richard Miles' office demanding that he stop arming Israel um, and stop supporting you know, the genocide that's going on in Gaza at the moment, Miles was himself in Washington doing deals with weapons companies to you know, support AUKUS to give our money to weapons corporations, basically. And he had to make a statement because there were all these people in his office. He was called upon to issue a statement. 
So that was pretty funny, thinking that Miles is there trying to big note himself in the White House and schmooze his way into the big boys' good books, and then he's getting told, oh, there's all these protesters in your office, you know, you have to make a statement. And he said something like, you know, we shouldn't hurt his staff, and we just, we just laugh. I mean, we're not the ones selling weapons here, and I, I can't even think of a time when an office occupation or a protest has led to violence against another person. I, yeah, I can't even think of a time when that's happened, except when police attack the protesters or sometimes workers on site have attacked protesters. But, yeah, I can't even think of a time that protesters have harmed staff in the building. So it was laughable. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could tell us about Monday's action at the Tyler's Australia headquarters in Melbourne? So we've since then done a number of actions at weapons companies and defence targets. I mean, Wage Peace is, is now working as part of a coalition with um, with WACA, with Free Palestine Melbourne, with Crime, the youth um, climate organisation. Lots of different collectivities have stepped up to the plate. Black People's Union, um, importantly, in there amongst it. So a couple of weeks ago, we stormed the office of Elbert, Israeli's huge weapons corporation in Port Melbourne and disrupted that space for a couple of hours. And on Monday of this week, we entered the office of Tales. So they're a French multi-billion dollar weapons corporation whose weapons are being used in Gaza, are being used in Palestine. And we're there to say, well, you know, we want you to retool. Selling weapons is not not any kind of a job. Like, it's a, you know, belongs to another era. It didn't even belong then. But, yeah, it was quite fun. The, the head was there and we kept offering him alternative employment. You know, someone offered to share their lunch with him. It was like, you know, we can find you another job, dude. Um, so people think it's terrifying, the idea of, you know, entering the space of a weapons company to protest. Um, but on all three of those occasions, it was actually quite a gentle experience and very heartwarming and um, you know I would say it was a loving space it was a space where the solidarity for each other and care for each other was very powerfully felt Um, so we're going to do it again in Bentigo at Tales Weapons Factory on the 5th of December Tuesday the 5th of December and this is an open call. So usually when we've done these things, it's been you know, a closed mobilisation where we don't tell the public. But this time we've decided we're going to tell the public we think there's so much interest. We want people to have access to this kind of activism. Um, we expect people to be safe. We expect it to be a child-friendly space, to be a space that elderly people can feel comfortable. We're asking people to bring picnic rugs and picnics. Um, bring shade in case of heat, um, bring plenty of drinking water and meet us at the gates of Tales on the 5th of December. So it's 11am, we're calling it for, to give open people time to get up there. Uh, it's been initiated by local people in central Victoria. Uh, they wanted to do it. So again, I think it'll be a huge cross-section of the community that will join that blockade and yes, yeah, Please come. You can look for more details on Wage Peace 
Disrupt Wars on Facebook and Instagram. Um, or just turn up. It's in Finn Street, North Bendigo, on Tuesday the 5th of December from 11 o'clock. And it's the factory where they make the weaponized vehicles that they sell to Indonesia that get used in West Papua. So very direct link to genocide right here in Bendigo. We were just speaking with Zelda Grimshaw from Wage Peace about recent and upcoming actions. Find out more about the work of Wage Peace, go to wagepeaceau.org. This is the Radioactive Show produced in the studios of 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation and broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network. Next up, we'll speak with Mapuche First Nations activist Marisol Salinas from the Latin American Solidarity Network about their upcoming conference, Multinationals Out, that will see grassroots representatives from a range of organisations and movements from Latin America, Australia and the Asia-Pacific region come together to share ideas, experiences and stories of struggle inside their own countries, resisting global capitalism. Yeah, look, we are hoping for this conference or get together to, to become an important space, you know, to talk about what multinational corporations are doing. So we are planning to have speakers who will talk about what mining are doing, you know, companies, what hydroelectric companies are doing, what forestry companies are doing. So it's a, we are focusing this time in extractivism. So, and we are going to have um, in person that will be on Saturday. So Friday is during the evening. It's going to be in person online. On Saturday, it's going to be in person, also online, but we are hoping that most of the people will come in person. And on Sunday, it's going to be just during the morning and in Spanish. So the, the idea is to have speakers from Latin America, from Asia Pacific, and from Australia and other parts of the world, you know, to talk about what is happening to them, how they are dealing with, you know, how they are dealing with what these companies are doing. Because unfortunately, in many other parts of the world, impunity is the big thing for these companies. They can really do as much as they want. One, displacing communities from their territory. And when we talk about communities, it's not just indigenous. We are talking about farmers. We're talking about peasants, we're talking about indigenous communities, you know, plundering the territory, you know, uh, where there is all this amazing biodiversity, you know, for coming this multinational and polluting our rivers, you know, destroying our environment as, as, as we know it, you know, totally changing the way it looks. So there is so much to talk about it. And, yeah, so we are hoping that people will come to Catalyst 
multinational corporations use in different parts of the world, and the impunity, you know, with all what they do, and fortunately, with all the free trade agreements, you know, um, that uh, until today are happening, m most of these multinational corporations um, have, um, I can say, a free go, yeah? They can do as they please, so... Mm. Yeah, so we're hoping that everyone will come and join us and come to Catalyst Social Center and join us during this Multinationals Out conference. Fantastic. And just for an example of one of the sessions, are they sort of organized more around specific companies or different types of extractivism? Yeah, so the idea is to talk about, for example, mining how mining is affecting and what companies are the one. In this case, for example, we're going to have a speaker is talking about BHP, where BHP is around the world and what they are doing and why we are denouncing, you know, um, the wrongdoing. So, yeah, the idea is to have panels where we're going to focus in different parts of extractivism. In the case of Latin America, especially my people, my community, we will be talking about forestry, because forestry is basically what is affecting and not just displacing our communities from our territory, territory. also uh, the government, you know, how the state defends this business and how my people end up in jail, how my people end up being prosecuted as terrorists when we try to defend our land. So we will be talking about all that in this conference. And also solutions, yeah? Because we have, there is some movement, you know, like the degrowth movement, where you can see that people are aware and people are trying to do things where uh, we are trying to push for people to start taking some responsibility. And the responsibility means, you know, more, less than we use or buy from those companies or the product those companies produce, you know, more we are helping those communities who are um, affected by, you know, the wrongdoing of these multinationals. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And, yeah, I look forward to no, Thank you so much for this opportunity. All the cities are supporting us. We love it. That was Marisol Salinas, NAM-based Mapuche First Nations activist from so-called Chile. For more information and to register for the Latin American, Australia and Asia Pacific Solidarity Gathering Multinationals Out, go to latinamericansolidaritynetwork.org. Our final guest for today's show is the director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons Australia, Jem Rommelt, who joins us from the airport on her way to New York for the second meeting of state parties for the United Nations Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Thanks so much for having me on the radioactive show again. Wonderful to, to talk about this meeting that's happening next week. So it's the second meeting of state parties to the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, and it's a five-day conference. It will run from Monday to Friday. A whole heap of side events during the day, in the evening, and the goal of the meeting really is for the state parties and observers to come together to look at how the treaty is progressing, look at how it can be better implemented, 
talk about issues that are unresolved and talk about things like, you know, how to work towards the universalisation of the treaty, so how to get more countries on board. There are currently 93 signatories and 69 state parties, and we understand that there'll be a, a collection of countries preparing to ratify next week as well. So that will, that will be a great boost to the conference. And the good news as well for us in Australia is that, you know, while our government hasn't yet signed the treaty, as Labor has promised now for a long time to do, they will be at the meeting, so participating as an observer. This means that they won't have direct input to decision-making, but they will be able to attend all of the sessions, receive all documents, make statements, um, which we hope Australia you know, will make a positive statement and a positive contribution and engage with the state parties, hold bilateral meetings um, and you know, really understand more about the treaty and the pathway for Australia to become a signatory and a state party. Yeah, fantastic. And so who else is going to be joining from ICANN Australia? Yeah, we have a great delegation going across. So Karina Lester, who your listeners will have heard from, she's a Yankandara Anangu woman from um, South Australia, second generation nuclear test survivor. Her father was Yami Lester, um, who was blinded by the EMU field nuclear testing and was a lifelong advocate for ending the nuclear age. She has been a, an ICANN ambassador and a, a campaigner for a long time on against nuclear weapons, nuclear waste. And so she'll be there. She's on her way right now in the air. Um, and one of the ICANN co-founders and current ICANN Australia board member, Dimity Hawkins, will be there as well. And the ICANN treaty coordinator, Tim Wright, who's in Melbourne, he'll be there as well. So we'll have a great team. We'll be you know, meeting, liaising with the Australian representatives. We'll be participating in the conference, reporting back, participating in the side events, speaking, doing media, doing social media, just really highlighting the significance of this meeting um, because it's a really positive thing. All these countries are getting together because they want to progress the elimination of nuclear weapons. With all of the terrible things going on in the world... This is a bright spot of hope for peace and for, for this long fight to get rid of these weapons. And this meeting, most of the countries that will be there, they'll be there in good faith, with good intentions and goodwill, and a determination to, to actually get things moving. And, of course, for us in Australia, the best contribution we can make on this issue is to compel our government to sign the treaty. Um, and that's what we're working on. That's, what we'll, that's where we'll get to eventually, but we're not quite there yet. Excellent. So vital at this time when we know there's nuclear armed countries engaged in wars right now. It's pretty scary to think about and knowing that this is going on is uh, really heartening. Yes, it is. It is. So hopefully we'll have some good news to report back and some good progress made next week and we'll definitely be seeking to get Australia to be at the next meeting of state parties as a state party, um, and and importantly, to also work on adhering to the treaty ahead of them, including by looking at the provisions for victim assistance and environmental remediation in relation to the nuclear testing in Australia. Labor has passed a new policy this year committing to look at that, um, and that's a really important part of this treaty. So we'll be pushing them to, to take those provisions seriously and to 
work on them even before Australia is formally a state party, although that's obviously the, you know, the top priority to get that to happen ASAP. We look forward to hearing back when you return. But in the meantime, I know there'll be some events that people can join online from here during the meeting. So could you tell us just a little bit about that if people want to follow what's going on? Yeah, sure. We'll be having a, an online report back via Zoom from our team in New York. It'll be Friday the 1st of December at 11am NAM time. Um, that'll go for an hour and if you look at the ICANN Australia um, social media or our website or get in touch, we'll give you the link to be able to join that. There will also be uh, videos produced every day from ICANN twice a day, report back. We'll be posting on our blog all of our ICANN Australia social media accounts on X, Instagram and Facebook and we'll also be sending out a couple of emails to keep our supporters in the loop. So please keep in touch follow this along because it's, it's a significant moment for the treaty and for the campaign and it's yeah it's an exciting one we hope to do well at the conference and we hope for Australia to make a, a meaningful contribution and to, to really get to work on joining this treaty they've taken some good steps but obviously it hasn't gone far enough yet thank you so much and safe travels thank you very much great to talk and that brings us to the end of today's show. We were just speaking with the director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, Australia, Jem Rommeld, about the latest gathering to discuss the next steps in the work of globalising the nuclear weapons ban. The International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons is a Nobel Peace Prize winning campaign that began in Nam, Melbourne, demonstrating the power of thinking globally and acting locally. If you want to follow the work of ICANN, go to icanw.org.au. We'll share all the links in the podcast notes, 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced at 3CR in Fitzroy, Melbourne, and is broadcast across the continent thanks to the great work of the Community Radio Network. And we're grateful for the ongoing support of the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne, melbournefoe.org.au forward slash nuclear. The music used on today's show is Tell the World by the brilliant and ever-relevant Combat Wombat. Check out the whole album across the border. We'll close out the show with the words of one of our favourite peacemakers and send our love out to Arabana elder Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, who brings all these issues together beautifully as always in conversation with Rad Show producer Crunch. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. We've been doing this forever, haven't we? Mm. We've been talking to people, trying to educate and re-educate people about how deadly uh, this war thing is and, you know, the loss of lives and whatnot. And, and of course, the uranium. And I was telling the mob last night that a lot of this stuff, the stuff we produce here, it's all come from a sacred, uh, sacred place. And uh, 
it's like where our mob are uh, sort of responsible for killing these people in all this war games that uh, we have around the place. Chernobyl, Nagasaki, all that stuff, you know what I mean? That's all our our sacred material that they've developed, mm. and uh, our kids, our great great grandkids, and whatnot that we're going to leave, they're going to hate us. They're going to hate us, people and parents, because we're going to leave them in a big mess if we don't stop it now and clean it all up. We can't just have kids and send them to war, and people like the Papuans have their kids and get shot and get murdered. That's got to stop. I mean, we're better than that. Human beings should be better than that. And, you know, let's really do it. Let's make that peace. Back to you, country. <laughs> yes, that's the hard work ahead of us, isn't it? But also the only the only work worth doing, really. Mm-hmm. It can be simple if we all did it now. We could knock it off here. We could we could stop these big. Uh, I don't know what you call them, the warmongers. We can stop them right in their track. There's a lot of dollars too, I guess. They make a lot of money out of it, you know what I mean? Uh, selling arms and trading arms and, and destroying the whole earth. And uh, they just have to stop. They're paranoid about this and that. They walk around here with guns, bloody coppers everywhere, killing people. Shouldn't be on. Shouldn't... There's a better way. Come and sit down and talk about it. Let's plan it. Let's have a big workshop or whatever it takes. And uh, it's just got to stop. And we've got that time now, that uh, new age, if you want to call it that, where peace is the way to go. Let's make peace. Time's right for peace. Let's do it. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.